Hi, I'm Aaron Ironside. Welcome to Active Intelligence, the show where we promise to give you some balance rather than bias. The mainstream media wants to spoon feed us one version of every story and those who dare to think for themselves are often criticized or cancelled. Instead, we want to encourage you to engage some active intelligence. On today's episode, I caught up with Liz and Heidi Crowther, mum and daughter, who are fighting the UK government over their abortion laws. You see, Heidi has Down syndrome, but despite having Down syndrome, is married, has a job, is living a great life. And of course, for mum, Liz and Heidi, it seems abhorrent that the law would suggest that you can abort a Down syndrome baby right up until full term. That's the bad news that we'll look at today. But let's start with some good news, something that was quite pleasing, particularly for those in the Down syndrome community, to discover a new range of dolls that have been created to help Downs people and, in fact, the wider community realise that Down syndrome people are just like everybody else. Two sisters laughing, teasing, playing. Typical. But nothing in this home is typical. What's happening here is extraordinary. And it all started with 13-year-old Hannah, who's so special. She's rocking an extra chromosome. Hannah has Down syndrome. I was flipping through a doll catalog and looked at all these dolls and said, none of these look like me, not one of them. So what's a mom to do? Create her own. You're getting a doll named after you? Yeah. Which I have to say, my favorite thing is this hand. Look how cute. They're so perfect and pudgy. Connie Feta is all in. Her creation, Dolls for Downs. Her inspiration, her daughter. And all kids who want a doll that looks like them. We did a lot of tweaking on the face to make it flatter, mm -hmm. but still... I think she looks intelligent. I think she looks spunky. Connie showed us pictures of her vision, still a work in progress. The pudgy body, adorable face, special shoes. It's not just a toy, but a therapy tool. If you don't have great fine motor skills, you're going to develop them. The, the zippers are, I like to say, actual size. They're real you know, grippable zippers and larger buttons and snaps and things that will be on your actual clothing. Connie's hope to put special dolls in the hands of remarkable children. I like to say, you know, change a child, change the world. You know, start small. Who do they look like? Do they look, look me. They look like you? Yeah. Aren't you beautiful? Yes. Lindsay, Ivy, first of all, what, what is your baby doll named? What's the doll's name? Uh, we call her Baby. Got it. So that I name her when she gets a little older. So what has it been like for Ivy to have baby? I mean, you can see just how much she adores her baby. Um, and just seeing her eyes light up when she, when I gave it to her for the first time, brought tears to my eyes. Why is representation like this good for all kids and not just kids with disabilities? You know, when kids only see people who look um, you know, who are white, able-bodied in their toys, in the media, then they believe that that's what's normal. And anybody who does not look like that is someone to be feared or someone who's just too different. And so the more that people of different races and people of different abilities are represented, the more we just show that that's a normal part of humanity that is worth being represented. Rocking an extra chromosome, that's all that Down syndrome is 
Yes, I understand that people with Downs are a little bit different, but in my experience, they are delightful people who brighten up every moment that you are with them, and they certainly make the world a happier place from my personal experience. Certainly, there's nothing about a Down syndrome person that seems worthy of them being eliminated, and yet that's what our abortion law provides for prenatal screening that can help a would-be mum and dad find out that the baby growing in that tummy has that extra chromosome and then of course the terrible news that so many of them will be aborted as soon as the couple discover that they have a down syndrome baby growing in mummy's tummy uh, when our abortion laws changed last year, many of us were horrified to realize that we now had these sorts of extreme measures built into our law. And many mums, particularly those with Down syndrome children, are terribly concerned that that will lead to an increase in Down syndrome babies being aborted. Radio New Zealand did this piece, which was quite intriguing, where they caught up with some mums. And I thought I would feature one of those mums talking about uh, the experience of uh, finding out that you had a Down syndrome baby during pregnancy and the pressure that was being applied to abort that baby. Oh, love you. I distinctly remember that conversation and I remember the change that happened for us because we were so excited and so delighted and then um, all of a sudden we were, we, it was like all of our expectations and hopes just got ripped out from under us. Rachel Price first got to know Eden had Down's syndrome when she was born and says she only got over the shock because she knew an adult with Down syndrome who put her fears to rest. Now she has a confident 12-year-old schoolgirl who, like plenty of her friends, plans on becoming a YouTube star. Hey guys, this is I started to realise unless I was a very terrible parent, I was not going to end up having to help my child through like police issues, drug issues, alcohol issues. None of this was going to be our reality with an adult um, person with Down syndrome. Yeah, I started to just open up to the possibility of the adult life also being a privilege. And we're not there yet, but um, I always watch with glee this, the news reports of people with Down syndrome getting married. And I fully expect that Eden will have love She'll have, um, she'll move out of home because we will make her <laughs> much as we love her. Um, you know, we've kind of put a time on it, 25, <laughs> going to be pushing you out of the nest. We were under immense pressure to go and have genetic counselling. Why? Because we, if we have another child with Down syndrome, we're quite okay with that and we will carry on with the pregnancy. Um, and I, I said no, and I said no twice, and yet I still got a call um, from... Uh, the clinic where they would have done the genetic testing to say we've made an appointment for you. I, I don't want the appointment, please cancel it. Iceland has almost completely eradicated Down syndrome with only one or two births a year. It has an early prenatal screening process that's not meant to be routine, but around 85% of pregnant women go through it and almost everyone who receives a positive result for Down's syndrome decide to terminate. The New Zealand Down Syndrome Association says the ratio here has dropped from 1 in 750 births to 1 in 1,200, though those statistics are disputed. I just find those statistics incredibly heartbreaking. You know, living with this child who brings us to light every day, I just feel like the world is going to miss out on something by not having Down Syndrome present. And I would just hate to ever get to the space where we don't have 
people, you know, like Eden anymore. Um, I feel like New Zealand's kind of on the knife edge now. These um, diagnoses, when they come, they're so full of fear. There's that awful, crushing moment of, this was not in the plan, what now? Um, and somehow I think we need to do more. Not in that moment to say, you know what, that is a horrible problem, let's just get rid of it. But to, to, to say, actually, there's a lot of hope around this journey still. And, um, you know, and I hope that stories like ours can help other women to say, and other families to say, this life is not a horrible experience by any stretch. That piece had lots of stories of mums with Down syndrome kids saying that whilst they were pregnant, they got a lot of pressure from medical professionals and from the wider community to abort the baby rather than to go through with the pregnancy. It is incredibly heart-wrenching to think that that's the option that's being put on the table that so many people think is the right one to do, particularly because they're being given such a very clinical view of Down syndrome, focusing only on the medical challenges and realities without talking about the human being that's being discussed. To the UK we go for today's interview. I caught up with Heidi, she has Down syndrome, and her mum Liz, and together they are fighting the UK court over their extreme abortion laws that also permit for Down syndrome uh, fetuses to be aborted right up until full term. And I asked Heidi what uh, she does with herself these days. Well, um, actually because of COVID, um, I've had to have my medicine. Oh, that's sad. Oh no, that's fine. Because yeah. um, my um, my sister, her job is to work with people with disabilities to find jobs, and the other day um, I got a job offer. Oh wow, that's awesome! And it's um, an a dancing room charity who I'm patron of. So now I'm I'm I'm, I'm an employed I'm an employed one, an employed patron. What are you going to do with, the, I'll be with that job? I'll be looking at, I will be working on Saturday mornings, 10 to 12.45, and thankfully, there's a, there's a lady called, there's a lady whose child goes there, and she's offered me a lift there. What are you going to do? Help the foot? I'll be having with there. That's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Heidi, I know that uh, you're really passionate about people understanding what a great life people with Down syndrome can live. And this episode was kind of inspired by the Down syndrome dolls that are being made to help people learn that uh, it's okay to have Down syndrome and that people are just different and that's all. What do you think about those dolls? Have you ever seen one? I've never seen them, but I do find it um, really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. I'd like to get one for my birthday. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, maybe Mum can organise to get you one. <laughs> Heidi, I know that you've been very sad to learn that many times when mums who are pregnant find out that the baby is Down syndrome, that they have that pregnancy ended, they have an abortion. That's really sad, isn't it? That's awful. Yep, it's very awful, yeah. It makes me, um, it makes me feel that I'm not as valued as anyone else. Yeah. And I want to fight for my husband. <laughs> yeah. And for anyone else who has that syndrome. Yeah. 
What do you wish that mums knew? Like if you could speak to a mum who was pregnant, who found out that her baby had Down syndrome, what would you say to that mum? Um, I would say um, yes, meet someone who has Down syndrome and see the person behind the extra chromosome. Well, we're all different in a little way, aren't we? And so really having an extra chromosome is just a different way of being a bit different. Yeah, everyone is different in a good way. Right, in a good way, yeah. Liz, I wonder if I can kind of bring you into the conversation. Uh, You didn't discover that Heidi had Down syndrome until after she was born, so you didn't have to cope with that moment. And I know that when Heidi was born, it was kind of, that was a challenge. Can you take us back to that time and coming to terms with the fact that your baby is different from other babies? Yes, yeah, so we didn't have any tests at all of any of our children. So yes, it was um, a big shock when Heidi was born. Um, and my blase attitude of, oh, we'll just accept whatever God sends us was straight away challenged. And I, we didn't um, immediately feel okay about it. We were very, very upset and it took quite a long time um, it took nearly losing Heidi to heart failure and leukemia and kidney failure and pneumonia. It took all of that and her stopping breathing and being rushed into intensive care for us to realise that we did love her and want her. And she was a baby just like any other baby. Yes, with challenges, but being a parent is a challenge. It sure is. And, and the challenge of her smile in my family is my nephew Josh. <laughs> Hello, with father. Yes. Well, it is a challenge to be a parent, and many people would just figure, given the challenges of Heidi's health problems, that focusing on on helping Heidi would would be enough. And yet, you found yourself drawn into this whole issue of abortion and the fact that Down syndrome uh, babies can be aborted right up until full term in the UK. When did you first get involved in that issue? Um. So I. I realised a few years, uh, when I was a few years old, that that was the law. Um, I sort of vaguely knew about it before, but it hadn't become personal. Um, Then when you sort of actually start thinking about it and thinking that as soon as a baby is born, then they're protected and they have rights. Um, It's, yes, a friend who runs Don't Screen This Out, Lynn, asked me if we would um, think about maybe challenging the law um, because as Heidi says, it is just downright discrimination. The law of the land is 24 weeks, except if you have a non-fatal abnormality. And the wording of the, of the law is something like um, uh, a disability that, a disability that be, would be cause serious handicap. I mean, it's 2021. We don't use terms like serious handicap anymore. And if I was serious handicap, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get married. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, everybody is different. Um, and that is one of the things that's amazing in life is that we're, you know, we're all different. And if, if the law said um, a baby who was a, going to be a, a girl and black and she would be a lesbian, then we would be horrified to think that that person could be aborted up to birth when another baby can only be aborted up to, up to 24 weeks. You know, so if you put it into that 
the discrimination against girls and lesbians, which there shouldn't be. Um, wouldn't, why would you have it for disability? I wonder if we can kind of talk to some of the issue, which would potentially be um, a young mum finds out that she has a Down syndrome baby growing in her tummy and part of her feels like, I'm not able to cope with the extra demands of a child who has extra needs. And look, there's a part of that that's real, right? That there are some extra needs and some extra effort. How difficult, how challenging was it to learn how to be the mum of a special needs child? So yes, I, I agree. It is it is a real challenge. Um, it's a challenge to it's a challenge to us as a couple with you know two other children. So we we knew a bit about parenting, but for somebody who's young, maybe a single mum, it, it would be a challenge. But um, I think, as Heidi says, if you look into uh, about Down syndrome, there's there's loads and loads of support online, um, lots of support groups in the in the in the real world as well, um, and yeah, find out about it. And you, I mean, of course, there are other options like um, adoption. There are lots of babies with Down syndrome who have been very happily adopted, either arranged before they were born when the mother realised that she couldn't cope, um, and that you know is a, is an amazing solution. And there are lots of babies and children who've been adopted by families. Mm. I I wonder if you'd speak to the challenge of imagining how life will be different. You you admitted that when Heidi was born, you had to come to terms with the fact that life would be different to how you expected. And again, we could kind of understand a mum who's pregnant has got a certain picture of how life is going to go. And certainly in our Instagram life where we, we want to post photos of this perfect life, suddenly this sounds like it's it's less than perfect. And yet it's so clear with Heidi sitting there that Heidi is a very special person and no different from any other, but but that's easy to see now. How did you come to learn and to realise that whilst Down syndrome might have some challenges, it also had something beautiful, that there may in fact be a gift in there for you? Yeah, so, so that part took quite a long time for us to come because for the first year Heidi was very poorly, but... I don't know, she grew into a cheeky toddler and um, her, her laughter and her fun just became you know, part of the family. And with Heidi, there is never any ice to be broken. She just goes straight in and talks to anybody and everybody. Um, and yes, you know, they, they might be having a bad day, but certainly I've been told so many times about how she's brightened their day. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I've got four children and she's not the hardest of them at all. <laughs> well, that's the what I see. I mean, for, for example, yesterday, um, Heidi and I had a, a spa day with her younger sister for her birthday. And we just had an absolutely amazing time, having a good old laugh, taking the mickey out of Heidi and taking the mickey out of Susie, just a normal um, girly outing and from talk- mum and two daughters. And talking about silly things. Yes. Talking about it's silly things, I love it. <laughs> 
It's not a silly thing, though, is it, that this abortion issue is getting more and more troublesome around the world. Here in New Zealand, we have now adopted one of the more liberal approaches to abortion, and that means in practicality, more babies can be aborted than ever. And there is unfortunately nothing silly about that, is there? That's a really sad reality. As you've talked to people heard their stories and realized what a challenging issue this is what have you come to learn what have you come to to really understand about this issue that other people need to hear i think personally i've realized that the most important thing i can do to support a woman in that situation or a woman who is planning any abortion um, is to show them love and kindness never judgment never criticism, to show them love, um, to support them in their decision, whatever decision they make to be there, to support them and to help them, maybe to suggest an alternative to abortion. Um, I wouldn't um, make, it out, make it out that every day is wonderful, every day is a spa day. Um, you know, there are hard days, there are days when things are very hard, especially when um, Heidi was younger. I wouldn't you know, paint a rosy picture because Heidi has exactly the same emotions and feelings as the rest of us. She isn't happy all the time. If her internet goes down, you will hear the screams. Like this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> something really important like the internet going down is terrible. <laughs> exactly. Or something else that I'm asking about. Um, not seeing the love of my life for three months. Not seeing James for three months, yes. Yeah. Yes, that well, hard. that would be tough in lockdown. Yeah, lockdown, yeah. Yeah. Now, you've made a kind of uh, a reference in our conversation to your faith. Uh, you've, you've mentioned um, Heidi being a gift from God. You've mentioned the pastor. And it's often people of faith who find themselves wanting to advocate around this issue of abortion, but they often seem to do it in a way that makes other people very angry in the way in which it's being approached. What advice would you give to people of faith to anybody really who wants to be an advocate for for life a pro-life person what would you say to them has been the learning for you that we are all sinners and we all need jesus and an abortion is no worse sin than any other and all we need is Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. That's what we need. And shouting at people, getting angry with them, for having an abortion, just makes people think even worse about themselves than they do already. Show them love, show them kindness, show them that there is an alternative. Mm. Um, and be there for them. And in terms of the political process, it often feels like for those of us who hold a pro-life position that everything we do just doesn't seem to really make a difference. The laws just seem to get worse and worse. It doesn't feel like protesting does much. Have you seen any kind of success, any traction in the political arena? Um, I think the fact that the High Court judge thinks that Heidi's case should be heard is uh, is a great sign that he thinks he or she thinks there's something wrong in that particular law. 
the fact that um, we've managed to raise nearly £100,000 to pay for the court case uh, and the support that we've got from so many people um, around the world, people in the Down syndrome community, people and people not in the Down syndrome community who were there to support us and we've raised that amount of money shows that maybe not in politics but in the in the land, in the people, people are realising this is not this is not right, this is not equal. Mm. And we managed to um we managed to raise four hundred K in lockdown. <laughs> 24k in the first, 24K. first week of lockdown yeah yeah no, that's good that's amazing do you think you'll always be involved in this issue or is there a time where you'll say i've had enough or is this one of those things that actually you're in for the long haul well sometimes um as the laws get as the laws get hot as it gets tougher and tougher i do feel like giving up but then I was seeing a hammer tap your eyes, and that like covers me up. And how about you, Liz? You in for the long haul? Yes, definitely. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why the long haul? When you know, for some people, it'd be like, you know what? This is so painful. I just don't want to do this anymore. Oh yeah. I mean, I would stop if it was getting too painful for Heidi. Definitely, um, because obviously it's hard for her to have to explain her worth to people um but i think she does that quite well just by just by living just by speaking um and I, yeah i think for the, the world to realize that we don't all have to be equal in this we don't sorry we don't all have to have the same number of chromosomes or you know we don't all have to be able to be walk walking and hearing and seeing we are still a valuable person despite you know, whatever disability we have, we're all different. I can barely walk because of my my back problems, but that doesn't make me less of a person. And I, I've got celiac, but that didn't define me. Indeed. You got it. And my husband had a duodenophysia, but that doesn't define him. Heidi, tell me about the future. When you dream about the future, what are your plans? What are your hopes for the future? Hopefully to win this court case and have a bottle of Prosecco with it. And back to the sensible one. Um, I hope to, um, hopefully, I hope that my husband will get a job and to be happy in it, because I absolutely love my husband so much. I love him just the way he is. Yes, he has Down syndrome and it's quite challenging sometimes, but I do love him. That's when he picks wind. <laughs> See, I told you that Down syndrome people weren't that different. I mean, what wife isn't annoyed by her husband breaking wind, let's be honest? Isn't Heidi a delight? Isn't it terrible to think that a mum might think that the right thing to do is to abort a Down syndrome baby before meeting someone like Heidi, before realising someone just like Heidi might be growing in your womb? An incredibly lovable, vibrant human being with so much to offer and so much to experience. And ultimately, this plan to eliminate Down syndrome is a form of eugenics. Iceland shouldn't be bragging about having no Down syndrome people. They should be appalled because ultimately, 
Whose choice is it? Is it really our choice to eliminate an entire people group? This is dangerous territory when we think we can sit in judgment of other humans and decide which ones are worthy of life and which ones are not. This is a terrible place we've found ourselves in where we see people with Down syndrome as a problem to be avoided rather than a gift to be celebrated. Now, I understand there are some real challenges for families who have to deal with all kinds of disabilities. Nobody's pretending that that's an easy life. But nor are we saying, though, surely that just because it isn't easy, the answer is to eliminate the human being. That seems like such an extreme outcome. So I'll leave you today with another comment from a Kiwi mum who is very angry about the thought that somebody would want to see her own Down syndrome child eliminated and that this has become part of Kiwi culture. I think New Zealand can do better than Iceland. I feel really saddened by hearing that Iceland abort 99% of people with Down syndrome. To me, that seems like a eugenics program. And that's just madness. Well, I don't think that I can say anything more profound or pointed than that comment. New Zealand, we can do better. We're all about fairness in this country. It's one of our big words. Well, it's simply not fair to decide that another human isn't worthy of living because they are different. And once we decide that one kind of different is okay to eliminate, the obvious question is, what other kinds of different will we decide isn't worthy of being part of Kiwi culture? Hey, we are meant to be this diverse, multicultural, let's make it a multi-capacity society. Yes, Down syndrome people have different capacities, but I hope that they are welcome in Aotearoa. I want to see us as a culture move away from thinking that we have to eliminate certain people groups. Where will that end? I shudder to think. And look, we don't have to go back too far in human history to find those who believe that they knew which people needed to be eliminated. So something to think about, but more importantly, to do something about. If you, like me, are moved by this topic, please don't sit on your hands with this one. Do something, contact your local politician, join a group, be part of something that says, you know what, we want to send a clear signal that this is not the kind of New Zealand that we want to live in. If you'd like to hear this episode or others, you can visit the website uh, activeintelligence.nz, hit the subscribe button, and then new episodes will go straight to your inbox. That's kind of handy. Well, I hope you've been challenged by today's broadcast and that it won't just be something that moves your heart, but will actually cause you to do something different from here on. We'll catch you next time on Active Intelligence. <laughs>